Coming at you live from inside a gigantic metal stewardess in Northeast Los Angeles, it's the Brian Howard Show. Uh. And now, the mad scientist responsible for creating said gigantic metal stewardess, mm. Brian Howard. Yeah. Because if you made a giant female robot, because she did say stewardess, first of all, don't you're both looking at me, don't call me sexist, you said stewardess, you did not say flight attendant. I actually wasn't looking at you. I was looking at my reflection in your gigantic TV. I know. Have you not been here and since I'm fixing the gigantic my hair. television? I have not. Look and at I, this thing. I'm, re- I'm fixing my hair because when I put the headphones on, I usually wear the little headphones. When I put yeah. this on, it like yeah. smashes my my hair down. and that Your giant me. Jufro. My Jufro. <laughs> my Jufro. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your internet buddy, Brian Howard. Introducing us today, of course, that was the voice of the unkillable Jenny Lynn and obsessing over her giant Jufro <laughs> in my way too big television for the size of this room, the aforementioned, actually not aforementioned, Linda Washerman had not been on the show in a while, so thanks for coming back. Can you put your purse down? No, I'm resting my hand on it. She's afraid you're going to steal it. I, you know, I just don't just really trust this guy. <laughs> I know. I, you know, this headquarters well, isn't a dangerous. I've known him for a long time. I know what he's capable of. Listen, I just, I don't trust him. That was one purse, and it was years ago. And I needed to support my habit of uh, just stealing purses. I didn't but have that, a drug habit. That I just little was lady to was the little old lady was so sad. I know. I actually caught a purse snatcher. I'm not sure if I mentioned on the show. I don't. I know I've heard it, but I, I don't remember right. what was on the show. That's right. I was downtown Washington, Washington D.C. No, you haven't told this one. You told the uh, your superhero story down mm. at the uh, the Ha Ha Hacienda where you used to live. Yeah, here in L.A., uh, I no. I tackled a would be uh, rapist that slash was kidnapper. Just creepy. He got away Ugh. from my initial tackle, but I then uh, field ID'd him. I'm using cop terminology. Field ID, F F I D maybe. I don't know. You didn't F E L E D him. F-E-L. Feld him? F-E-E. Feel him? I did. Part of the ID was I had to walk up behind him and grab his, because I tackled him. (laughs) So they said, Brian, tackle this dude again. And I I did. That feels the same. That's him. That's the guy. (laughs) No, no. I I went uh, the the purse snatching, right, as we were talking about? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Girlfriend at the time, uh, by, by name of Amy. She knows who she is. She's a listener. Hi, Amy. Hi, Amy. Hello, Amy. Gives me a call saying, uh, Brian, uh, my bike's been swiped. She's working downtown D.C. at the time. I go downtown to kind of pick her up and also hang out for the police to take a little police statement thing. Obviously, bike theft in a city like Washington, D.C., not exactly a priority, if you can believe it. So we're I hang- can't. I don't. It's on- I think your entire story is bullshit. Uh, it's not. I don't think you've ever even been to D.C. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I don't think DC even exists. No, nope. just making that it's up. It's not just on CNN. There's an actual city. No. So we're waiting and waiting and waiting for the cops to show. Waiting, 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 waiting. Long ass time waiting. Not coming. Uh, this might be pre cell phone days, but I think not. I think she actually got on the horn a couple times and tried to call him in again. Say, hey, what's up? Would that be those giant cell yeah, phones yeah, that, that yeah. they look like a sat phone? Yes. You know, with the huge yep, antenna. Yep, yep. Uh-huh, uh-huh. A little, had a little cart. Mm-hmm. Little so, guy in the back, you know, Sparky. Yep, yep. A guy cranking uh, uh, whatever that Sparky, is. Sparky, get headquarters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looks <laughs> like Sparky. No, and, 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 and no cop was coming. And then suddenly, uh, while we're hanging out and she's getting a little frustrated, we hear somebody in like a broken accent saying broken English. Of you know, course, something. it was a foreigner thing. It was. It was. Uh, she was Polish. Oh, I thought you were making the purse snatcher foreign. No, no, he was uh, American as far as I know. But a uh, Polish lady saying, stop him, stop him, he has my purse. And I see this young teenage kid, and, he had, and about the time we figured out what was going on, he's going right past us. So then I run af- after him. I only get like two or three steps before he looks over his shoulder because he notices giant me. Did you shout something like, halt, crime, crime maker? Crime maker. <laughs> crime maker. <laughs> Pretty sure I could do a better job than crime maker. <laughs> I was going to go with doer. This is Super Brian. Dun, dun, dun. Halt, doer of things not allowed by precedents and rules. (laughs) No, I was just ran after him. Took about 10 steps at the most. He looked over his shoulders and saw giant me. I'm a big dude. And the look in his eye was one of fear. He cried and wet himself. No, but he slowed down. He he let me just fall on him. He realized, okay, this guy's got me. This giant human is going to kill me. He's the worst crime doer maker (laughs) I've ever heard of. He was. He was a kid. He was a kid. And so we tackle him. Like like 10? 
Uh, I'm going to say upper teens. Mm. Upper teens, low 20s at the most. Look at you waiting yeah. for the... Like running to the rescue of your yep. girlfriend with the yep. bike, yep. running yep. to the rescue of the little mm-hmm. old lady with the purse, mm-hmm. tackling the evildoer mm-hmm. in uh, in L.A. Mm-hmm. They should then give you like a commendation. They sh- thank you. They should like thank- if you lived in England, they would knight you for this. I I didn't get Jack. Didn't get Jack. The cops, by the way, I tackled the guy in the corner and, and- they arrested you for being a vigilante. Yes. <laughs> Took, Excessive took force. If there everything. is any city in the Did United States that would do that, it would be D.C. Washington, D.C. Well, now, were you wearing a cape? I was not, but the well, second see, problem. Well, that's yeah. the problem. Next time. If no you had capes. a cape, they would be giving you the key to every city. No. Mm-hmm. Maybe. At Attack- least two cities. At least two. D.C. and L.A. But I tackled him, and as I tackled him, a cop car shows up literally right then. There was hmm. one going by and saw this happen. It's just uh, no one ever showed up for my girlfriend's bike. So I've been to D.C. and there are cops everywhere. Yeah. How were you guys in the one location? Yeah, well, not every had no cops. Not every crack corner has cops riding by. Oh, you mean for the bike issue? Yeah, uh, they probably were cops going by, and I think there were, but you can't just flag down the cop because they say they're sending somebody. Apparently, I don't know. I don't know. That it's was not being, like uh, hailing a taxi. Yeah, you don't hail a hail yeah. a cop. Rubbish. You, you could be right, English-speaking girl, but I don't know. All I know is that, that the no cop came for the bike in issue, but the second I tackled the mugger, cop right there. Conspiracy. Thank goodness, because I don't know what cop. I would have done. No, that's good. Punched it- him until he was dead? <laughs> Well, that would be step two normally. Yeah, that's... Is that step, my superhero? Yeah, yeah. step one, tackle muggers. Halt, evildoer. Beat to death. DC. So it's probably not an uncommon occurrence. Now you're just punching a red stain on the concrete. <laughs> you're going to hurt your knuckles. Why? He's already dead. <laughs> In no. in DC though you would turn it political, right? You know, like uh, well, you're Republican or Democrat. No. Oh, okay, then get up and go away. No, nobody gives a damn about that when walking on the streets of DC. Anyway, so how do we get all... off on that? I don't, I don't even know. know. Oh, because I'm sitting here leaning on my purse. Because yeah, have you, you ever had your purse snatched? No. Any? Really? No. Jennifer, I'm a sorry. My immediate thought was just, have you ever had your snatch purse? Yeah, <laughs> I just didn't voice that. What would it? <laughs> I forgot what, what was, show I'm on. Anything goes here. Yeah. What would that process be? Is you that said, like is that like something snatched. the kids are doing? I'm imagining a purse string suture. And yeah. It's not a good thought. What's a purse I'm, string suture? Uh, basically, like imagine a, a bat, like a little pouch of fabric, and it's got a drawstring around the top. Right. That's a purse string. Oh, suture. right. So that's what I'm imagining. Well, and that I'm could really be useful. Sad now. That could be useful. As I mean, you know what? As the ladies get older. Things loosen up. I'm really sad that I and ventured into this territory. The husband slash boyfriend slash whatever, if he's not enjoying the, uh, so he would he would put his <laughs> coins in her. He would put in her purse drawstring purse. The yeah. drawstring would be, I think, would there be a drawstring? Yes, yes. it would be made of something that's bio. Could can come in contact with cat gut. Leather. Cat gut. Oh, okay. Cat gut. Well, you don't want it to dissolve no. while you're wearing it. No, no. The monofilament. Can we get off this subject? <laughs> <laughs> we can. I didn't put us on it. No, I, I did. Miss I take Lynn full did. responsibility. I have these awful images in my head just now of, you know. Well, but men come get. On, we get Edward. There are men. I'm, now, hang I'm on. getting my purse ready. Now, no. hang on. Now, we may have just. That might be a multi-billion dollar idea. Is there any kind of procedure out there? We can keep it clean. Yeah, do. Here. Vaginal rejuvenation. Yes. All right. Now, what happens there? I don't know. They rejuvenate stuff. I'm they, guessing it involves like a shaman and a magic sap. <laughs> they, a shaman. A wand <laughs> and some magic words and some fairy dust. And fairy yeah. dust. You don't know? You don't know? You, we, medical girl? I Stay away from that area. Yeah, basically. Wait, wait, wait. You stay away from the medical area involving the she vagina? She doesn't like vaginas, your remember? Your own vagina. Do you look down when you pee, or do you have a special no, Jewish skirt? No, I close my eyes and cry. <laughs> what do you do when you get your period? Aren't you just like, oh god, I, I scream and curse? Do you hide for a week? Yeah, yeah. I go into my closet and I don't come back out. You should get you to the menstrual hut. Yes, they they they, re, they rejuvenate, they reform <laughs> things because uh, so plastic surgery. 
plastic yeah. surgery for the vagina. So then a draw, uh, then it's a, like then a vaginectomy. V- no, 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 that, that, that would be, be taking it off. No, we don't want vajuvenation. It, it's called something, not vajuvenation. Of uh, vajuvenation. That's yes. what I'm going to call it. And um, I, I don't know what it is for a mm-hmm. man. Well, what it is for a man would be uh, the pump, the built-in pump, or any. Yeah. We. Not How me. does the built-in pump work? They put a I pump. Have no I mean, idea. do you have to like? Do you feel like you pull the pull the little tube up and blow it up? You know, yeah, yeah like, like you get like going. Yeah. Yes, like an airplane. Is, like is it like a like a like a like the thing you play with in the pool? Like an inflatable um, inner well, tube, that, that and then you, and you have that things. little plastic. You have that little plastic. The thing tab. that I play in the pool first within the pool is my penis, but <laughs> oh, is it inflatable? I Brian's believe it's a lab. tube. So when a woman is performing, you know, oral set a, a pleasure upon you, she can pleasure you two or three strokes. Then she puff, puff, puff in the tube, and then she goes back to pleasure the man two or three strokes. Then puff, puff, puff in the tube. <laughs> See, now my shaman thing just sounds so much nicer. It does. <laughs> I have no idea what that is. I think it's I, like a hydraulic thing. Is it? Isn't it? You don't think it's a... So, no, so hydraulic. Uh, hydraulic, so it's like... Yeah, I've seen... Okay, honey, I'm ready. Yeah, it's like Transformers. No. Humblebee, ready to hump. No, it's like... You know what it is? It's hydraulics. It's the shoes. Remember the shoes with the stupid air pump? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's what it is, I think. So there's a little button on there and you just you squeeze it? There's probably is it a like little... like the Nike penis? Yes! Yes, there's a little bulge probably right somewhere where it won't constantly rub against your thigh. That you just that would to... be horrible as you're <laughs> like walking bad. down the street. The giant mole. <laughs> no, there'd be. A, it's probably a little bulge. It's probably in a, somewhere on your, probably near your crotch. So it's probably somewhere where your jeans won't hit or your underwear. So maybe like right there. I'm, I'm pointing at the front of my quads here. And maybe the guy reaches down and just goes until he has the appropriate. That sounded like more of a cutting noise. That was more like the the thing that inflates your bicycle tires. Well, that yes. What are we talking about? We're talking about putting air into a. Well, no, I'm picturing the thing that you you stand on and you attach the hose to the to the tire and you know you pump the little handle up and down. Okay, now I'm picturing a woman literally standing (laughs) on a man while he's horizontal in bed and she's she's, exactly. But you can get one of the electric ones, though. Okay, we're gonna look this up. Let's take a break, <laughs> Jennifer. I want you to look up what the what it looks like and how it functions, and we'll get back to that. Uh, we'll be back with Act Two of the Brian Howard Show. Uh, on the show, we're going to talk about uh, current events. Uh, we have some listener uh, comments coming up and uh, news from the world. We'll be right back after a brief interruption. We're back. We're back. Those little breaks we take, ladies and gentlemen, are for us here in the studio. Not really for you at home. <laughs> That's why we come right back. Oh. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> uh, while, while we were away, besides re-coughing up and blowing our noses, we found out where the pump. Jenny, where's the pump? It's in the testicles. Well, actually, I, technically, it's in the scrotum. So, right. So technically, I was not technically. I was <laughs> right. It's within the body of the man, and it's placed in a fun spot. Oh, so fun! So you work it into your sexual adventure routine. Do you like to have your testicles squeezed like a pump? Because mm. that's what you'd have to do. Mm. You have to, you know. How sensitive is the pump? Mm, I'm still thinking. You know what? Normally at this point in the show, we do our little uh, housekeeping, and we kind of got off, and we're talking about this. But thank you all for listening to the Brian <laughs> Howard Show. This and many other audio hours of ear love ooh, Ew. can mm. uh, be yours for free, ladies and gentlemen. Just go over to the iTunes store. If you're there right now listening to us on your smart device or through your podcast app on your uh, iOS device or whatever, Amazon, Kindle, and all the other I, handheld devices use. I don't know. However you're listening to the show, thank you for listening. And please support the show. Uh, we are, of course, a listener-supported podcast. What does that mean? That means that over there on the website, brianhowardcomedy.com. That's why I brought up where you're listening to it, because you have to go to another website. That's right. If you're listening to it 
the show right now at iTunes or on your smart device. You don't have your browser open. Don't do it right now. Enjoy the show, especially if you're driving, if you're behind the wheel of a car. But when you get a chance, pulling over to the curb, open up your browser, go to brianhowardcomedy.com, go to the podcast page, find the donate button. It's a PayPal button. It's pretty obvious. It's right there. It's right there. It's right there. Click it. Drop something into our coffers, our baskets, our hat. Yeah. You know what that'll do? What will that do? That'll be paying for all this bandwidth. Yay! And storage and and gas for you guys and hopefully eventually actual income for you guys. Wouldn't that be fun? Keep hitting your mic there, Linda. Anyway, please support the show by going on over there, dropping something into the PayPal link. There are other ways to support the show, which I will get to uh, probably in Act 2 or 3. Anyway, so thanks for listening, and uh, we are back. Yeah, so we looked up. I'm really sorry I left that picture up on your computer because I kept seeing you looking down at it. I'm literally trying to do. It made me squirm. What's going on in that image? I think that's demonstrating where the pump is and showing you how you would like how he's Through squeezing it, and you can see that kind of little thing. Yeah. So Jenny that's... is right because it is hydraulic. There's a bladder yeah. of a fluid uh, above the penis. What's the matter? I was hearing a buzzing. That's that's me. That's my pump. Mine's mm. automatic. Mine's mm-hmm. battery operated. Mm-hmm. No, there's a bladder above the penis. Filled with the high, whatever the liquid is. I doubt it's like standard hydraulic. It's saline or something. Saline. No, I like to say saline because I like to imagine it comes saline out of Saline, Dion? Sal- yes, exactly. I imagine they squeeze her to get the fluid. <laughs> it's saline, <laughs> and then the pump transfers it from the bladder into two two tubes, which go up the penis and make the penis erect. And I assume yeah. when you're done with your happy, fun sex time. What if it malfunctions? In what possible way? Like you have hydraulic priapism. What if you inflate it too much and it pops like a balloon? I want to go back to what priapism is first. I think I know. Wait, 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 wait. That's when you have a, a uncontrollable, never stopping erection. Yes. Okay. An erection lasting longer than four hours. But I think at like but two this, and a half, you'd be like, something's wrong. This doesn't really count as an erection. The rest of your penis is still. But what if it's it doesn't flaccid. go back down? Well, that's what I'm saying. A hydraulic priapism. What if the fluid froze? Oh my god. Like Eskimos mm, can't have you'd this need some surgery. antifreeze. Yeah, oh. there need to be an antifreeze in the saline. How would it freeze inside the body? Oh, that's true. So if it's frozen, you're probably already dead. Yeah, because like yeah. you, you know, you, they they say if you're having, um, if your cold first aid thing is is to put your hands under your armpits or in your right. you know crotch because those are warm areas. All right. So. I don't think it would freeze. I don't think so either. Okay. I want to get out of the crotch area. Does anybody else have a crotch story that they want to get off their chest before we uh, move on in the show? I do. I don't know that I want to get it off my chest so much as out of my snatch. <laughs> That's the new. Oh. That's the new uh, there is there is this came across my computer. This Yay. is the purse snatcher. My, this came across my computer and it just um, kind of made me laugh. Uh, there was a teen in. Tennessee, mm-hmm. who was um, arrested. Yeah. So uh, far, it didn't really special. say why she was arrested, but the right. corrections. Oh, she had a suspended license. Okay. So surprise! So they arrested her, and the corrections office officer was giving her a pat down, and discovered an unknown object lodged in the woman's crotch. Okay. She's a 19 year old girl or okay. young woman. And uh, she alerted another female officer who did a further examination, and they found a four-inch, five-shot, twenty-two mini revolver in her vagina. Mm-hmm. Not just kind of sticking out or hanging around in the pants, in, in her body. Was it aimed out as in ready to go? You know, it didn't say, but... Because then maybe she's like a superhero. But yeah. there is there is a cop quoted as saying... Um, it seems to be a very dangerous place to carry a loaded firearm, and I agree. Because yeah. if it goes off, it only on. goes one place. Yeah. Why would you do that? Well, no, you're not saying whether or not it's aimed in or out yet. If it's aimed out, then she's ready for action. She just has to get on her back or be able to do some weird gymnastics stuff. Well, you know, I mean, I once saw a lady shoot a ping pong ball. Let me just say that. Did you really? Yes. Seriously? Yes. Because I've only heard that in Vietnam. Yeah. Yeah, Vietnam, uh, when I was fighting in the Nam. You can go to the country the without 
being there for a war. The country Why are you does picking exist. on the Vietnam? I don't know. I just always hear it's like in no, it's Vietnam. Like Tijuana, isn't it? it is usually in Asia. I somewhere. usually hear Southeast Asia. They make Asia. good food. Good clothing, and they shoot uh, ping pong balls out yeah. of there. No, I saw it That's at a, their I, number one I export. Was, it was at an American strip club. Really? Yes, the shooting of the ping pong balls. But it was almost pre- presented in, in as ironic, I guess, as a nude club can get. Was this in Silver Lake? Uh, it was not Jumbo's Clown Room, if that's what you... If you're oh, I so want to go to that place. Yeah. You've never been to Jumbo's? No. It's an L.A. Uh, icon. I just heard be. about it last year because the Derby Girls had a had a big event where they all just went to see it. It's awesome. Jumbo's Clown Room is the world's smallest low-tech strip club, but awesome in the world. It's, it's no bigger than this room, first of all. The stage is about <laughs> as big as my couch. The women, before they go on for their sets, actually choose their music off a jukebox next to the stage. Jukebox. Uh, food is out of a snack machine and, uh, bottles of beer and wine, uh, at the bar. Is it like those vending snack machines where you yes. can get a sandwich? Uh, like, like you have it like the gas stations and stuff oh God, in no. the fifties. No, no. I think no. I know where you're going. Just stop talking. <laughs> I don't, I think, I think I know, and I'm going to hint to you, but let's just get out of the crotch for a second. So this girl had a, a revolver up her, of her, up her, of her, upper, upper popo. She, she ironically was police, not, um, yeah. But why was she? Did she have a warrant? And if she's caught with a gun, that was that's the only well, reason to do that, right? I am. I don't know. Well, she, she wasn't charged with concealed weapon carrying a concealed did weapon. She have a permit, maybe she didn't. <laughs> no, she, it was actually stolen. It had been stolen a year ago from some seventy-year-old guy whose car was uh, ransacked. And he was very happy to get his little gun back. That is not hygienic. Wait, he wait said a minute. He, he did. was happy to get it back. He was very happy to have his stolen gun back. Did and he, he gave did, did, the little fella a bath in bleach. See, no, there you go. That was the quote. mistake. He should have just taken it back. Says, no, no. The cop should have said, now, sir, we're happy to wash. No, 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 no. Don't wash it. <laughs> just give it to me now. I hate Tennessee. Oh. And we're done with that story. <laughs> <think> we are. <laughs> Uh, I'll just take it as is. Thank, thank you, you, officer. Thank you for that wrap-up. They just signed some weird gun law, I think, in Georgia today where guns are now legal, uh, I think, everywhere, in maternity wards and <laughs> everywhere. That's where you need a gun the most. Oh, yeah. I, I'm exaggerating, but I'm pretty sure maybe somewhere in that law it probably says you, you're welcome to have one up, up your urethra. Wow. That'd be a really vagina. tiny gun up your urethra. That or would hurt. Really big urethra. I'm sorry I brought that up. Speaking of people hiding stuff in stuff. Uh, all the the story now. A lot of people know about this. A kid actually climbed into the wheel well of a Hawaiian Airlines seven sixty seven. Uh, apparently, fell asleep, but he wanted he wanted to stow away. He wasn't just like he, he was apparently distraught. He missed his mom, and I think he's from I think he's Malaysian or Afghani, and he just climbed into the nearest plane he could get at the San Jose airport. Have you heard about this? I I saw the headline. I didn't read the article, but how. How did he get onto the tarmac to get into San a, Jose? How old was he? San Jose. Uh, I don't, teenager. I don't know. I haven't read the d- details myself. I mean, I have. I've read an article, but I don't think the article I read it mentioned an age because his age and his name are being kept secret. It's, hmm. it's not out there yet. He just climbed over a fence, which is freaking out a lot of people that a kid can just climb yeah. over a fence and just get to an airliner. That, I guess, for most people, is the big story. What with the terrorism watch and everything like that. For me, the story is that the kid stayed alive at yeah. minus 50 degrees for a five or yeah. seven hour flight from San Jose to Maui. Yeah. And did How he get hell? crushed? How would he get crushed? At any time. I mean, it was when, when, well. oh, when the, when the wheel true. retracts. Yeah. Well, there's a picture here. Find it here on the on the on the behind the computer. penis pictures. Well, we've <laughs> seen you've seen in the movies how like some you know the hero whatever the bad guy grabs onto the wheel and the wheel yeah. retracts. There's room in there from what that's I understand. That's Hollywood though. That's Hollywood. Well, I don't think it fits in there like the way your electronics fit into those foam, you know, holders in a box. In a picture in another article, and I have the wrong article up, unfortunately. Uh, it showed a kid. Oh, it's 15 years old. Here's the story. 15 years old, uh, and it shows a guy. Actually, in a wheel well of a 767. I'm not sure if it's the kid because the kid was spotted uh, climbing out and then walking across the tarmac in Maui. So there's no actual Just photograph of him. In casual there. as you like. Apparently. Well, he may have a little bit of something going on upstairs. There may be a little bit of... That's of, crazy. Because you, you can't even stand outside 
the fences to watch the airplanes. Like I used no. to do that when I was a kid. My dad would take us over to oh, uh, love that. somewhere in yeah. Illinois and we'd watch the planes. Me too. You can't do that. They come over nope. and tell you to get lost. Nope. They tell you it. to go away. You can't be here. National Airport, Washington, D.C. My father would take us. You could go outside. He'd put a little quarter in that little giant binocular device. Oh, yeah. Why were those so big, by the way? It's just binoculars, I guess, mm-hmm. to hold the coins. Mm-hmm. They look really cool being big. I guess they kind of did. And I never liked those because I could never focus. I didn't know what to do. And then the time would run out. And yeah. I, never, I never saw anything <laughs> but like, like a big them. blur or, you know, I'm like looking at my hand and I, I'm trying to look at the plane. I can't. And they tick too. I can't so see. I pressure. can't find it. Yeah. There's pressure. Because I never, I didn't like those. You find something cool to look at. Oh, no. I can't. Wait. Wait. Oh, I think I. Oh, I. Oh. So the kid does this. He hides out. Now he's running away because he misses, I guess, his mom. He hasn't seen his mother. Is she in Maui? No, he hopped on the first plane that he could see. So he didn't even Once know where again, he was going. Yeah, I don't think we're dealing with. Well, it's, if it's a fifteen-year-old, you're not. To- you're totally not dealing with. But you have to be with it enough to hop over a fence and evade security long enough mm-hmm. to get inside the wheel well of a plane, mm-hmm. a giant plane. Like yeah, apparently he had a fight with his mother and his stepmother, and he was trying to get to where his uh, birth mother was, and I believe. I'm trying to look at the story right now. He is, uh, she's in Afghanistan or some, some other country. And uh, and his name is, oh, no, we don't have his name here yet. So he just hopped it. Yeah. And so he did all that to just to, so he's a little distraught, a little out of it. And he thinks this plane will get me out of here. So he's running away is what he's doing. Yeah. He had a fight with his dad. And that's how committed he was to getting to the other parent. Hmm. And that, almost more than the whole terrorism risk, is is just an amazing story to me. I mean, how far would you go to get... I, I come from a divorced family. And uh, I love both my parents, by the way, e- equally. And I know I never wanted to run from one or the other. There was times when I fought with one and wanted to be with the other. But I never packed up my little brindle sack, whatever it's called. <laughs> is it brindle? Bindle? I don't know. You're bindle. Si- your little... Your, the stick with the little yeah, uh, handkerchief hobo on it, your hobo yeah. bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually made one of those once. Or I tried to. I failed. For the reasons of running away, or just yeah, for the I wasn't even it? angry. I was just like, "I'm gonna go be a hobo." How old were you? I don't know, like seven or eight. So and I made it like two blocks, and then was like, I have "Well, to that get was back. more it's fantasy then." Yeah, that was more living the life of the hobo. Yeah. Totally off topic, but that used to be a popular Halloween costume when you were a kid. You're basically dressing like a homeless person, yeah, and that's not really uh, PC these days. Nobody mm. dresses as a hobo. That's a good question. You may be right. No, I, I'm trying was, to remember the last was, time I saw a hobo character. No. I think I played a hobo once. First yeah, of all, when, when you were we a were hobo kids. as a kid, yeah, but the reason why you were is because your parents were lazy. No, Every you kid wore that- patches on your clothing. You put dirt on your face. You had a, a, a bandana around you and a beat up hat, and you had the stick with the bandana and, you know, something in there. But like it was socks. mostly clothes that were being given to goodwill, but this was the last, their last hurrah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. It was never... You actually had sewn-on patches. Yeah. Effort was put into your hobo Yeah. Outfit. Well, they're probably a real hobo. On. Yeah. But yeah. if you're going for like historical... Classic 1920s, hobo. or I guess 1930s, 30s. depression, riding the rails, and you learn all the hobo carvings. Yeah. I'm going to go do that. I'm going to go cosplay as a 1930s riding the rails hobo. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have a name and a hobo syndicate. <laughs> Syndicate, that's the right word. Yeah. Live in a hobo jungle. Yeah. Jungle. Oh, my God. What's, what's, what's like your hobo trash? name? I don't know yet. I don't know. Is there a formula for that? Probably. There's, of course, Are you, you're referring to the John Hodgman book? No. Uh, John Hodgman, uh, you'll know him as the one that plays the PC in the old I'm a Mac, I'm a PC. He's oh, a yeah. regular yes. on The Daily Show. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's written some, written some pretty funny books. Um, he's got a kind of parody almanac out there. and I'm not sure if my copies are on here somewhere. Very, very funny. A little free plug for his book. Anyway, well, there's a couple chapters in the middle that for some reason are just about the history of hobos. Now, of course, it's all <laughs> facetious. It's, it's a humor book. And... Um, there's he's, nothing funny about the history of hobos. There, nothing. Oh, very serious. And as he's talking about the history of hobos and their evolution in America, he keeps referring to famous hobos, Tennessee Jim and uh, and uh, Iron Spike uh, McGillicuddy, and he comes up with all these goofy but names. Willa McKittrick. But Willa McKittrick. That's my name. That's my name. That's from you and me that. talking about it on the highway, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but as the book I goes like on. Sh- my, mine is going to be Sheffer Was- Wasco. Shaffer Wasco? <laughs> is it Shafter Wasco? Shafter Wasco, Sh- I Sheff- believe. Whatever. Wasco Wasco. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to get a hobo name. But, and, but and Willow McKittrick and Shafter Wasco are my go. favorite street signs I've ever seen People on the highway. Up and down the I five, get those. 
But he talks about all these names in the book, and it gets to a point where, uh, you know, of course, some of these names are just unique. You're probably noticing hobos have unique names. In fact, here's a list of a thousand hobo names, or maybe ten thousand. Can't remember how many. And literally, the next ten pages of the book <laughs> really? are li- in, in two columns or three columns. It's just a list of a thousand hobo names. And these are all made up. Pretty much all. Yeah, no, he didn't That's do funny. research and find out about a thousand. <laughs> I don't know. Well, they're hobos. I don't think they leave a paper trail. It's kind of hard to do the research. But yeah, it's in and, and, and volume <laughs> as you read them. They're pretty funny. But hmm. anyway, I never ran away. My brother tried to once. One night, my brother was pissed. And I thought about this when I thought of this kid. So it's interesting to know that nobody here really tried to run away. My sister did. Yeah. And, and so she did was my gone brother. for was she hours. Older, was she older or younger? My older so she sister. actually got out of the house. She's my older sister. Uh, she, I don't know, some big fight. She was always getting in trouble and always arguments and stuff. I can't remember how old she was, but, um, she came to me and she said, I'm running away. Uh, you know, something like, I love you. I'm really sorry, um, that I can't take you with me. How far apart were you in age? Three years. So I gave her, I had this this little owl. It's just lazy. I had this little owl ring. It had like a little green stone that formed the owl's body. It was fake. Mm -hmm. And it had come off of the ring part. So I gave her, (laughs) I gave her the owl and I said, don't forget me. (laughs) And I was crying and she swore me to secrecy. And I knew that she was going to her friend Leslie's house. who lived like a few blocks away. And then my, my parents are like, you know, where's your sister? And, and oh God, they couldn't pry it out of me. I finally broke and I told them because I was hysterical, you know, that she left and she was never coming back. And, you know, she was gone for probably like three, four hours, five hours. It seemed like forever. Now, you grew up outside of Chicago? Northern suburbs. So, okay. So you're it's, out in the suburbs you know, Skokie, of Skokie, it's, it's not a bad place. Yeah, no, I got you. So where'd she go? What'd she do? Uh, about three blocks away. That's she it? Went to her- <laughs> With her friends, played she went Atari to her friend's house, and you know, I mean, she—I think she was home. pretty uh, set on never coming back, and I was pretty accepting that she never—I would never see my sister again. Yeah, and yeah, she ran away to her friend Leslie's. I house. had almost the exact same moment when my brother Jeff one time uh, tried to run hysterical. away. I don't know if I cried, but uh, <laughs> it was middle of the night. Jeff and my mother had had an argument—a typical kid thing. You know, he's not allowed to do something he wants to do it. Mother lays down the rules. Everybody should be fine with this, but. That's it. I'm out of here, man. You know, throwing stuff into a bag. And Brian, you stay here, but good luck or something. And he stormed out. I don't think he actually got out of the apartment. I believe that he tried to sneak out in the middle of the night. It was mm. one of those deals. Mm-hmm. Is that what your sister did? Everybody no, it was, was during bed? the day. You and know, your mother wasn't time. around and your parents weren't around. Uh, they might have left. Yeah. You See, know, my brother- Argument, whatever. They went to the store. Who yeah. cares? The kids yeah. are home. Yeah. You know, grandparents are upstairs. And uh, it sounds three, like your sister was really a little more committed than my brother. My brother three, chose three to do it three blocks away. Could have been like you know three states away to me. Mm. I'm a kid. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, but I, my, don't, I can't cross the road. And there's yeah, a pretty this, good rail system in Chicago. So yeah, she you know she slung her her hobo pack her, over yeah, her shoulder sack. and she she went to catch a train. Yeah, and she she became Tennessee washerman. <laughs> <laughs> no, my brother didn't get anywhere either. Anyway, I never ran away either. I mean, you you gotta. I don't know. It's, it's, it takes commitment. This kid, I mean, he has the record, right? I mean, nobody's, no, no, nobody could ever top this as a runaway. That's, that's pretty good. That's, that's like pretty Tom good. Sawyer good. That is. That's, yeah. that's good. And I that's totally good. wanted to do that. I tried to sort of do oh, that, um, on Big Bear Lake. Yeah. We found a big thing of wood, like a pallet. Right. And like, we could turn this into a raft. And travel, except that it's a lake, which means it doesn't go anywhere. We weren't thinking that far <laughs> ahead. We also weren't considering the fact that it was winter, and maybe that was not a good time to be in a lake in the mountains. Maybe so a I'd... sleigh. A sleigh would have been better. Yes. But I definitely, like, we had the, we, we went out on the dock and had the thing, and I was like, all right, give me a stick. I'm going to, like, skiff across. <laughs> but did you do it because you wanted to leave home because you were mad? Or just because, no, hey, I just, let's I just really want to go on an adventure. Yeah. Oh, that's like, fun. With my friend Jim, who was a dark fellow. Um, we, But I got stuck. I wait, couldn't... wait, wait. You really had a friend named Jim? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. I don't know. I thought maybe you really had a... a no, a, it was like me and a couple... There were some boys there because I was always run, lording it over the guys. But like, it was okay, Jen, go ahead and have fun. And then, you know, we'll all try it. But I got stuck. Yeah. And I couldn't... The water was too cold to swim back. And I was <laughs> like drifting You away. actually floated out in a big bear lake? Not into the middle. I was close enough that the boy, like the boys were panicking. And my stick was too short. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mountain lake. It's a mile deep, I think. Or at least several hundred That's feet. That's really deep for a child. I know. And I was just, You probably I was had like, what, like a three or four foot stick. Yeah. yeah. 
all and water's all the same. That's, That's all, all I need. need. That's all I need. I was planning on kind of staying close to the shore, but that didn't work. It's like we're all freaking out, and the the boys like someone was like, "Go back to the house, tell the dads." Yeah. Like, no, 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 don't tell my dad. Please don't tell my dad. Uh, like I'm convinced I'm gonna die in this lake. But I'm like, don't tell my dad. I'm going to be in so much trouble. Oh, that's cool, though. Yeah, How'd you get so back? They didn't get mad at you, really. One of the boys, I could think he we like, got me over to the next dock, and he somehow managed to get, and we were both soaked and freezing. And mm-hmm. we got See, that's really cool, though. You just want to, I mean, I think I did that's that, too. Adventure. We, we made yeah. rafts, too, as a kid. But we didn't have any good water near us was our problem. We didn't have a nice river. We did. We lived near the Patuxent River in Maryland, but none of us knew how to get there. Yeah, that was kind of that was the last time I decided to have a river lake adventure. I was yeah. I was done after that. Mm. Anyway. I just wanted to be an only child. Oh yeah, you know. I was, so you I was, well, to, I was so in did, between. Did you kind of encourage her to run away? No, I was in between two sisters. You know, three yeah. years older, three years younger, and they'd gang up on me. So I had this. Wait, the younger one gangs up on you? Well, she'd side with the older one, and you know, the you older one her, would right? get her against me. Yeah, but you could still take the little one. No, I. Really? With girls, it's more um, verbal and psychological. They don't. We don't beat up physically, really. Jennifer, second yes. that. Uh, oh yeah, I only have one sister, and she's ten. But in my dealings with women, we, as Louis C.K. says, uh, boys will fuck you up. Women are fucked up. Mm. You know, I'd get the silent treatment. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you combat that when you're talking to somebody and they're ignoring you? By two siblings. <laughs> Two siblings yeah, ignoring yeah, yeah. you. Yeah. I don't know. So, I don't know. I had my own imaginary friends, so I didn't really need my brother. No, I, I had imaginary <laughs> siblings. Wait, what? Honestly actual, to God. Like, I, what were their names? Benjamin was Benjamin. the little boy, okay. and I had a phone, and I would call the sibling agency. Where is he now? Yeah. Whatever happened to him? He got leukemia. <laughs> <laughs> but honest sorry. to God, Ben in my head was a little black boy with glasses. <laughs> So you really did have a... He was a recurring... Whenever my brother pissed me off, yeah. I'd be like, well, screw you. Oh, I didn't say screw you because I was a kid. I was like, I'm going to go call the sibling agency and I'd go yeah. to the backyard. And did I'd you have understand little... what a sibling was? Yeah. Wait, did this you... was your why... younger brother that would piss you off? Yeah. Now, why okay. Why did you... I mean, nothing wrong with it. I mean, it's kind of progressive, I guess, but you gave yourself <laughs> a black brother. With the stigmatism. With the so you were very precise. So not only was he not, he can't. He has to be at least your half brother, I would assume. Did you go that far into the into the family? Did you get that family agency? It was like oh, he he wasn't a biological. Oh, so they just sent him over. Yeah. All right. And then when I was done with him, I got to send him back. He was disposable. But he was recurring, and I don't know how he ended up looking like that. I just had this clear vision in my mind of knowing that when I was playing, but but the agency always sent the same kid over. I'd ask for Benjamin. Okay, like I think Uh I had a sister at some point because I never, I didn't have a sister growing up. Uh huh. But I liked Benjamin the best. He was like a little sibling horror for you. Yeah, he was like your favorite of the of the exactly. stable of boys that (laughs) made you comfortable. Exactly, and you had jungle fever at a very young age as well. Yeah, that was my childhood right there. Now, how how old? Well, how long did you keep Benjamin in the picture? So to a speak? couple of years. What ages are we talking about? Like, oh, I think up until I was ten, maybe like seven to ten. Oh, ten! Huh. Wow. I didn't like people. I know, but ten. Jeez, you're that's uh, is that that's weird? Old. That's kind f- of fifth grade, and you're still imagining children living here with you. <laughs> he yeah, live with yeah. me. He came to visit. What? He Jesus. had a house out back. Is that how you are? We did actually have a you house. You did not out let back. him live in the. You did not and let your imaginary black friend live in the house with you. Just admit it. <laughs> Honest to God. We played in the back house. Yeah. Only he only ever came to visit when we were Whatever in the back house. Whatever excuse you want to make is fine. No, as long I'm as agreeing you with you. You're right. I had a house in the back, and that's where we played. You little racist imagination girl. Yeah, Jesus, <laughs> I'm awful. I need no. therapy. <laughs> yeah, but ten that is kind of um, <laughs> that is a little bit excessive. I mean, I, I can imagine say, imaginary like, friend maybe exactly. was younger. I don't know. Wait, he was younger than no, you. He was, but I was saying maybe I was younger. All right. I was a weird. I don't know. What kind of play did you have? No, normal. Like we were just hanging out in the backyard. Doctor. No, I didn't even play that with actual children. Massage therapist. Did you play Barbies and dolls? <laughs> Not with Benjamin. Like we'd go out in the backyard and hunt. And you talked to him. And, You'd yes. hunt. He'd hunt and for you, or I you would hunt with him. I still talk to people who aren't there. I'd okay. hunt for him. Like, he'd go hide in the bushes and I'd throw spears. <laughs> oh, you're 
Oh, oh, this is just getting worse. A young black boy <laughs> in the forest behind your house. <laughs> oh my god! It's all coming out. It's all coming out now. This is just you had a fantasy, bad. a fantasy <laughs> world where that in enta- that enta- that in a fantasy world where you captured a small black boy from time to time. In the forest behind so your you mansion. Did, so you didn't even throw spears to catch something. You threw them at him. And he <laughs> still came back to play with you? <laughs> yeah, too. He had no choice. <laughs> of course. You were his owner. I paid If him. he ran. Oh, if he handsomely. ran. Of course. He would be caught by the local constable and returned. Right. Oh, my God. But if he made it to uh, the Underground Railroad, he would have been free forever. Yes. <laughs> Good oh thing I didn't God. imagine one of those. Oh, God. Did you have any Jewish imaginary friends? <laughs> yeah, we went to camp together. <laughs> <laughs> I went to camp. Oh, we're going to take I don't a even quick... want to know what kind of camp it was. <laughs> oh, man. I hope to God there wasn't a train. <laughs> we're going to take a break. We'll be back with Act 3 of the Brian Howard oh, Show. They rode the train to be hobos. <laughs> right after this. <laughs> So, I have this image now of Jenny as one of the gorillas in Planet of the Apes riding in front of the back of the horse. I'm so glad that this is the show I came back on. Yeah. All the, all the, all the, all the humans running. That's, that's pretty accurate. Chasing down When I was Benjamin. a kid, we used, to, we used to play Planet of the Apes when I was a kid. Yeah. Didn't you do that? Uh, do you remember the, the the playgrounds had that dome shaped metal oh, structure yes. that you would climb and up it on? It looked like the, the yeah. cage they kept them in. Yeah, so I we would that we would thing. you were either an ape or you were a human, and you know the apes would chase the humans around and, and put them in there, and then the, the humans would try and jailbreak. I I I did that, but I think we also used that same little dome playground thing, which kids these days don't even know what we're talking about because no, now they're no. all shaped like like fairy gardens and bullshit, and they're and made covered of plastic. With rubber, yeah, and they're complete. You can't hurt yourself. As far as I'm concerned, if if injury is taken out of the equation, it's not playtime. Yep. You gotta get injured. I was I, I was reading about how playgrounds these days are just they're not they're not dangerous at <laughs> I mean, all. When we were kids, you had the you had the wooden platforms that you mm-hmm. got splinters the size of like a, a plank in your yeah. finger, yeah. and then you had um, the and, metal things. And, where you, you got and tetanus. metal things, you would jump off the platforms and land in the tan bark and skin everything up. Yeah. You know, you you had that merry-go-round that some kid would be like, you know. Pushing as fast as they could and then try and jump on. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you miss and you're being dragged behind. Yeah. Remember that? <laughs> yes. Ah. I liked you had, the, you had the thingies Important. on the springs and you tried to... Important life lessons. You tried to spring back and forth so that the front of the, the thing would hit the ground, yeah. you know? the horse on the spring. Yeah, yeah. So, well, I think mine had... They had a duck and a frog. <laughs> a duck and a frog. <laughs> uh, welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. This is your internet buddy, Brian Howard, sitting here with the unkillable Jennifer Lynn and Linda and uh, Washerman... And I'm going to ask her in a second. Don't answer now if you have yet to get your roller derby nickname. Maybe we'll throw it to the fans. Yes. Ah, hold on to that. Okay. Uh, and uh, also, we want to ask you guys to support the show. In the last break, I asked you to go by the website, brianhowardcomedy.com. Go to the podcast page. Click on the PayPal link. Drop a little something in. That's the easiest way to do it, folks. Every now and then, you know, a dollar here, a dollar there, five dollars here, five dollars there. We have supporters of the show that will drop in a donation every year. I think we've been doing the show now for about three years. And they've made big donations once a year of all those three years. Some folks do it once a month. Some folks drop in a little tiny amount every week. Just keep in mind that PayPal does take a bite. So if you want us to have a certain amount of money from your donation, do a little math on what PayPal takes. I believe PayPal takes 98% of everything they give us. Yes. That that's, right. No, it's accurate. I don't want to lie. I don't want to lie. It's it's a lot. It's, it's like a, 97. 97%. I, thank you. Thank you, mm-hmm. Jennifer. Keep me uh, be- more be- well believable. That's what I was going to say. So get and support the show by going over to BrianHowardComedy.com. Go into the podcast page. And this is a fun way to support the show. Uh, you'll see a little Amazon ad right over there. That's called a click-through link. Go ahead and click on that bad boy. It'll take you to Amazon. It'll spark up the Amazon browser. And you can do the shopping like you normally would. So if you're getting ready to go to Amazon right now, stop. 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 Get your finger off the button right there before you type in www.amazon.com. Type www.brianhowardcomedy.com. Go on over there. Go to the podcast page. Click on the Amazon link there. It will open another tab, another window, another browser. 
for Amazon, and then you just do your shopping like you normally would. doesn't cost you a dime extra. And guess what? Amazon, the good people at Amazon, the good people at Amazon, Jeff Bezos and all them folks give us a little, a little, a little something on the back end. Little something on the back end, and that is actually proving to be to be the most um, regular uh, donations we're getting to the show. So, if you're a big fan of shopping online, and who the heck isn't going over there because you can order all sorts of things like uh, penile implants, uh, vagina rejuvenation, home kits, and uh, do-it-yourself, uh, catch your imaginary black friend, brother, brother, play sets. And we are back. And as I said, I'm sitting here with Linda and. Oh, Jennifer, okay. I don't even want to say my name anymore. I'm, I'm a little. I'm not. I'm gonna look at. I'm gonna look at Linda during this segment. Uh, I'm ashamed know. of myself. No, don't be. I'm you not. You were at a kid. All. You were a kid, and you were playing, and you didn't know that the play that you had was uh, inspired primarily by uh, your... colonial conflict. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I ever had an imaginary friend. Yeah. I did start writing in a diary based on like some trauma you know something happened and i just i needed someone to vent to Mm -hmm. and i didn't have a friend my sisters probably weren't talking to me you know blah 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 so i threw some paper in a notebook and i wrote all over the notebook like Mm -hmm. keep out you know this isn't yours this is mine blah 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 because i knew my sisters would look at it but then there's no content actually but it seemed kind of stupid to say dear diary so i called it jamie and i would write letters to to my friend dear jamie Jamie, a boy or a girl? Jamie was a girl. Okay. Jamie good. was actually Benjamin's older sister. Oh, really? Oh my was God. she the Jewish girl? Yeah. Oh, she converted. Weird. <laughs> That's so weird. Anyway, what's going on in the world today? Uh, big, crazy freak out, apparently. Neil Patrick Harris. Uh, and here's the headline. I don't know if you guys even... Look at how stupid this head... Or You know what? I'm going to take that back. Read. What do you guys think of this headline? Why don't you read it, Linda? Why did Neil Patrick Harris curse at fan? And it just leaves it at that. No context at all, by the way, in that headline. None no. whatsoever. And if, you're, yeah! and if you're reading that headline yourself and if you've seen this story, it's going around the inner tubes and the social media. He's Neil Patrick Harris is in a production of Hedwig and the Angry Inch. If you know the show, it's about a uh, East German transgender rock star uh, trying to find love um, with a very small penis. I mean, that's what it is, right? Yeah. We've seen it. We're aware I've of it a little bit. I've never, never seen, seen it. it. I just I vaguely know the angry inches his penis. Exactly. I don't know why Speaking he's of, angry. And why we're back at penises again. This was not This planned. is an awesome show. This was not this planned. This is a really good show. This is great. But he's doing the show. and apparently the somebody, title. Apparently, <laughs> apparently somebody shouts out, I love you, Neil. A yeah. fan. Loving the show. In the middle of a... Broadway, it's Broadway, isn't it? Uh, yeah, in New York. Now, this show is very, very loose. It's very rock and roll. It's very punk ethic. It's it's very, you know, punch your fists in the air. It's it's not it's not Shakespeare. This fan is not shouting out in the middle of the death scene of Romeo and Juliet. I want to do that now. Please don't. So it's completely appropriate, I think, for a way for Neil Patrick Harris to respond. Hey, I'm doing something up here, motherfucker. In yep. character. In character. In character. As the character. And then apparently proceeded with the scene asking, because it's an interview scene. Hedwig's getting interviewed. Yeah. And apparently it continues within the context of the scene asking, who, who the hell is Neil? Are you Neil? You better not be Neil. Yeah. To the in, the character. Working, character, it, to working the it into the show. Yeah. People forget because we're such a... We're such a media culture right now. The yeah. computers, the phones, the iPads, etc. And the TVs. That stage is real. Yeah. We can hear mm-hmm. you playing with your, you know, rappers. We can hear your phone going off. We can hear you talking to your neighbor, not in a whisper. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, a, so know, that's I, a good point. That's people, a good point. People forget, like, now they have to announce at shows to turn, turn your off. phone off. And I, But I think you're right about something else. Not only is it turn the phone off, but you just brought up a point, Linda, that I, it hadn't even occurred to me until you just said it, uh, that because all I mean, the other it, media in our world is almost starving for you to interact with it through the social media and whatnot because everybody puts a lot of stock in that, I think, quite frankly, uh, too much. I don't think we really need to interact uh, live. We don't need to tweet live with our cooking channel show or <laughs> or America's Got Talent oh, or anything. Drives I don't think me it matters crazy. so much. Get it off the screen. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Get it off the screen. Tell me what's going on in the world. Give me the news. Give me the commentary. Period. And I will process that in my own brain. I don't need to know what Hal Nine Thousand out of Indiana thinks. But I don't know why Hal Nine Thousand would live in Indiana. Probably would. Yeah, but I kind of want to know what Hal's up to because do Hal can't be trusted. Hal can't be trusted. But, you know, because of that culture, maybe somebody just sitting in an audience 
forgets. Yeah, yeah watching and, a live show forgets and decides to say, if, I love you. And if you. it's not interactive, you know, you've got that fourth wall. That, some shows that, are, and some, a little bit are. of that is okay. Yes. My show, Yours a is. little bit. But however, I mean, look at my fingers. Yeah, I'm yeah. there together. A very little bit. Anyway, got it. But, but yeah, uh, there's that illusion. And I don't know, that guy's just a jackass. What guy? Uh, the guy who yelled out. I think it was a woman, yeah. but whatever. But, but then she's, a, she's still a jackass. I think she's a fan. I don't think she is. A she j- can be a fan. Wait until the end of the show. Well, maybe your point's a little different than mine. My point. I'm. I'm actually more. I, I have no problem with him yelling out in character to nope. shut the fuck. And up. I'm not so sure the woman that said "I love you, Neil." cares either no I, I'm, the audience is very supportive yeah my point is that the media itself now is it. sensationalizing the fact that a performer dared to drop an f-bomb well, toward an audience member in a context where but it's it not even a performer completely fine. did it that Character headline it. just but no but that headline says neil patrick harris yelled at a fan cursed right at a so fan. the headline is misleading the headline it's is misleading so that you'll street. click on it yeah. and read it and it's it, not during a there performance. you go it's it's this man's attacking his fan. Neil Patrick right. Harris took a stick and beat a fan to death. <laughs> That's what I heard. Media, no, but you're right. Media it, is artificially inflammatory. Yeah. Because right now... Artificial? No, they're inflammatory, period. But they... they, they, they By are, they're, lying. They're lying. They're making yes. it, it, it artificial. You know, that that's not the... That headline is a lie. Yes. That headline is... is so, okay, headline. not artificially inflammatory. They're purposely inflammatory. Yeah. And they create these headlines yeah. because everything goes by so fast you're scanning through the headlines oh he yelled at something i'm gonna click on it right don't they get it's like conflict but don't they get things for the number of clicks that yes. they get so they want they you do. to click on it yeah because there's advertisements here on the abc mm-hmm. news website that i have open for the story and ABC's so that's what bothered me the one on ones we can trust supposedly. supposed to be but that's one of the ones and that's why i brought the story up not so much because although i do have opinion about the whole performer audience dynamic and the covenant of the stage and as you guys both know i have some stories of my recent background where this, so this strikes a little close to home to me because i i don't mind the interaction i like when the audience is willing to play with me on stage as long as it's supportive and as long as it's um I like to think of it as an on-ramp to the highway. If you're bringing your car and you're merging with the show with a little comment having to do with something that just happened and it's kind of supportive, it can even poke a little fun at me. I'm totally fine with being the brunt of the joke as long as it's meant with love. And that may sound corny and hippy-dippy, but we all know when when an audience member means to be... Um, to add on, to build on, as a, or when they mean to tear down. Mm-hmm. The people that want to tear down, they want the attention. Look at me, I'm making fun of the performer. I'm now, I'm now sucking that attention from him and putting it on myself, I think, in a good way. Now, mm-hmm. they're all wrong. All hecklers have it wrong. They're usually, that's why most of them are drunk, because they don't, their, their sense of how the world really works is delusional. They all think they're helping, and they always come up after the show and say, hey, man, I was trying to help, man. We don't need your help. We do not need your help. You're not helping. You're not helping. You're not helping. That being said, I don't mind a little bit of give and take. Now, in this context, so 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 that's the other side of the issue, that there is a covenant there, and the woman, yeah, you don't just say, I love you, Neil, in the middle of the play. You should shut I the fuck If up. I was sitting near her, I would have told her to shut up. Yeah. I would have punched her in the neck. So, and it was, it was fine that he told her that I'm trying to fucking do something right now. And that's also fine. And so as far as the story of what happened, she shouldn't have done that. And he was fine to respond to it. And I'm sure what happened in the theater after that was nothing. Great. They went on with a great show. And then it got to the ridiculous level, of course, of modern media to make it into something that it really, really, really isn't. It does not matter that a performer tells an audience member to shut up sometimes, ladies and gentlemen. Sometimes they have it coming. Well, and how is this and national news? There's so much going on. Oh, no, and this well, is we're national. About it Forget it's... the children who are dying. This is national. This is yeah. important. There are children dying? Well, Whatever. Apparently. There's, ki- no, some, there's kid some, kid. some kid named Benjamin. <laughs> he got caught in the woods. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's awful. Terrible. Well, that's somebody threw awful. a spear at him. Somebody threw a spear at him. It's, I just, what I a don't... monster. Anyway. Poor Benjamin. <laughs> so, yeah. good luck. Uh, so, well done, Neil Patrick Harris. Yay, Neil. And well done, woman who I'm sure took it well after, you know, she got put down really well. It wasn't really even putting down. He just said, you know, I'm trying to do something here, motherfucker. Calm she down. was euthanized? <laughs> God, I hope not. That would be terrible. I don't know. I kind of like the precedent that sets. Really? If you talk at the theater, you get euthanized. Instantaneously euthanized. <laughs> That'd be horrible. Anyway, listener comments and questions. Comments and questions. I had one uh, very smart fan, Justine. Uh, we had. I should say I. There's three of us in the room. Justine Breer asked what kind of questions. Yay, uh, Justine. We actually yeah. like to get on the show. 
and uh, and I told her, and then she responded that her question is, I'm happy with it. My question is, have you ever wanted to do the podcast from a special event like a wedding, fair, etc.? So I hope she's not. She may, she's about to. Yeah, I wonder if she's going to then send an email to the show saying, "Hey, I'm getting married," and uh, mm. I wonder. Well, if she's well, not, we've talked about doing it at the fair, but the, what, the, at, at a Renaissance fair. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. No. Too hard to do or? it. You you thought of it in a drunken haze. Is that what I, that I was? No, I don't, I don't think I ever <laughs> want to do that. But because we, we did a great job. It was, did you? Oh, yeah. oh, it was a good so show. Oh, in that case, I'm glad. Oh, yeah. No, I thought yeah. it'd be fun to do it at a bar at one point in the future, like a local bar here in Nila, and have people come on out and make See, it I'm free. thinking about getting married just so we can podcast it. Really? Yeah. All right. To Something. Benjamin? To, yeah. Can no, we, he's my brother. That's disgusting. Okay. He's not around anyway. He had leukemia. Right. <laughs> So, yes, uh, Justine, we have thought of doing the show in other locations. Uh, we haven't really done that yet. We'd have to make it like a streaming show, and I think we we don't really have the uh We can do it techno- in well. a stream. Oh. We can get a raft, float down the river with our friend The River Jim. Big Bear? Yep. The okay. River Big Bear. Uh, Steve, ba- uh, Steve Banker Sr. asked the question, why can't women ever admit... Oh, God, I can't believe I've already dove into this. You're both, and I'm, in yeah. a, I'm outnumbered. All right, nice. Steve, I'm outnumbered in this room, and I'm going to read your question out loud. Uh, why can't women ever admit they are wrong about anything, all caps, exclamation point, and never say the word sorry? Because 99% of the time we are right, mm. and it's really hard to tell mm. what that 1% mm-hmm. might be. So it's just safer... Mm math-wise, to just not say it. I was going to say that women are actually physiological incapable of doing such a thing. The word is not... To say you're sorry? I don't know what that word is. There's a part of our brain that didn't form correctly um, in the womb. What did you say when you played the game in the 70s? Fuck you! That's what I said. (laughs) Milton Bradley's new game, fuck you! I thought it was really weird that they kept saying that on television, but it turns out that there's a a mental block. um, As fetuses develop... Um, the more testosterone yeah. a fetus gets, uh, sure. there's a part of the brain uh-huh. called the hippocampusary. Hippocampusary, sure, uh-huh. sure. Um, That's it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Hippocampusary is where giant hippos go. Yeah, and when use they their wanna, iPhones when they want to mm-hmm. wear Indian robes. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> I them. was halfway there. Sorry. Halfway there. Um, so that that's actually why, because um, that the, part of our brain is not sorry. So wait a minute. You're taking the position. I think Jennifer and Linda disagree here. Jennifer, you're taking the position that women really don't. You're being smart ass about it. But there is some truth to the idea that women don't say they're sorry or take responsibility. I don't know what you're talking about. There you go. By the way, did you see how I snuck in that little part about responsibility? He didn't mention that, but I'm mentioning that. One of my favorite quotes ever about this issue was from what's the one where Jack Nicholson is? Oh, as good as it gets, isn't that the one? He's the author, and him and Helen Hunt mm-hmm. get together, mm-hmm. and he's an author, and he goes to that diner, and I think a fan walks by, a, a female fan of his novels, and says, "How you write such interesting uh, female characters? How how do you write them?" And I think is I'm paraphrasing mm-hmm. here. I think of a man that I remove all responsibility or <laughs> sense and reason, sense and reason, or something like it. that. Uh. Now you, Linda. <clears throat> all smart ass you mm-hmm. yourself you're never wrong but wouldn't if you are wrong do you do you find yourself you're a married woman saying you're sorry a lot when you know you're wrong or uh, just i a... do try to not be a jackass myself uh-huh. and i do try to own up and say that i'm sorry if i if i indeed did something wrong which is rare mm-hmm. you know only one percent of the time could i ever be wrong <laughs> But on that 1% of the time, if I am indeed wrong, right. then yes, I, I will say I'm sorry. Okay, because now, as, that's, sure. I don't know what and Cohen as, would say about that. As the man in the room, let me just say, with experience with many, many women. You're probably wrong about this, but go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to agree with her on this. By all means, though. I was going to say that statement. there is truth to it. Okay, as nice as I can say that, not to sound like a complete jackass. Truth the to the fact that women are 90% right all the time, 99% no, right. that I don't hear the word sorry leave their lips very much. In all my relationships, it does not seem like that's something that is forthcoming uh, from the X chromosome. Whereas I find myself probably oversaying it, mostly for the reason most men oversay it, just to try to help. 
We're trying to fix things. We're trying to make things better. We see that look in your face. We don't like it. So what do we do? I, just say you're sorry. Admit blame. Uh, take response. I'm sorry. Are you going to say sorry after finishing the statement? No. Because <laughs> maybe you should. Why? <laughs> because how is that? It's my personal view that, that I've not known the, the relationships I've been in with women. Forget about my, my, my male relationships. We'll get to those in a second. But my relationships with women have... There's been a there's been a dearth of sorries on the feminine See, side. I've gotten in trouble in past relationships for being for? overly apologetic. I just say sorry about everything. Like, I, but you're one of the boys. You're both kind of no, guy gals. That you can't. I mean that you, as a compliment. We really? can't That's, make a statement about women never saying sorry, and then when two women in the room admit that they say sorry, I, then I you qualify. take it away from us. Did, We've I? just said. Yes, we say sorry. Oh, but fuck you, you have penises. No, I meant that you're not the typical woman that I think Stephen and I are thinking of, perhaps. I'm sorry you think that I'm wrong. That's an apology, right? (laughs) Now, see, that's what I get from dudes a lot is the qualified sorry. Because I have a theory on this. I get the qualified sorry a lot from guys. Oh, I'm sorry if you felt that way. Uh, I try not to do that. No, 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 no. I apologize. Well, Brian, you're kind of a womanly man. And that's what we like about him. Yeah. Oh, God, which reminds me i got to schedule a vagina rejuvenation. <laughs> but look, here's my thought. I think because possibly, and you brought up a good point, you, you danced around it. The word is misogyny because our history has been mostly misogynistic. That perhaps... Herstory. Our Hurst. There you go. Fair enough. That no, maybe not. modern women are like, uh, I, now that we're more powerful, maybe saying sorry is a sign of weakness and I want to stand up. Maybe there's some of that, some of that in the chromosomes. Uh, maybe I don't know, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm I'm really looking for an answer here. It's just it, it's got nothing to do with chemicals. Well, it's no, all, right. it's all society. How long have I'm your, society. How yeah, long have your relationships yeah, yeah. been? A short relationships or long relationships? Because long relationships kind of turn into a little bit more of a a marriage, right? <laughs> Even though it's not a marriage, <laughs> I like how they're separate. There's a relationship over here, then marriage, and that's well. A at a certain thing. point. A, a relationship kind of changes. It's not that kind of fun, casual, you know, yes. la, 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 and the feelings are all, you know, then yes. it's a little bit more of a, a chore and you're a little when, more responsible for the person. When you stop trying to be nice, it becomes a relationship or a marriage. Like and the yes, real world. Perha- yeah. yeah. So I meant we, the show, not the actual. I know, I know. Okay. It, it, is this comment relating to, relating to married women in a, in a relationship like that or just any women? Well, he didn't go into detail, but I'm guessing. Cause this- I, I think that you would get more sorries in more informal type situations and more short term kind of relationships. But once you're in a long, yeah. longer relationship, I think that that might yeah. slide more. Yeah. I, my, my, yeah, I guess so. Look, look, all I'll say about it, and I'll just shut up. We'll wrap the show up right here. Uh, is that uh, I agree that in my it's been my personal experience that my personal Jennifer, I, the bitches don't say sorry. The bitches don't say sorry. Not as much as I do. Now that could be, as I said earlier, that I am over. I overdo the sorries myself. So maybe they say sorry just enough, and I'm just overdoing it. And when I've asked them about it, when I've asked when I've asked Maria about it, when we have our arguments, and it's okay, we've, we've shared this thought uh, thought before on the show, I think even that there's this sense of kind of power to it, where she's not necessarily comfortable saying she's sorry because she thinks that's kind of giving up, like it's admitting uh, I'm wrong. And and I always tell her, no, 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 it takes of course strength, and it, it's 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 good to say you're sorry. It's good to say, hey, I'm sorry about that. Even if I think I'm right about something, I'm still going to be sorry that I said a certain thing or behaved a certain way. Yes, right, yeah. okay. Benjamin, I'm sorry for hunting you in the backyard when we were children. Linda, and I'm you... sorry that I didn't get a chance to apologize before you died of leukemia. Linda, do you have any sorries before we wrap things up? Um, I'm sorry if you felt I haven't said sorry enough. To me? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I couldn't no, care No, I don't have any you. sorries. I try See? to. I try to. <laughs> you know what you just said about Maria, you know, the giving up. If. Yeah. if if I do, if I mean, if I was I'm indeed I'm wrong, I'm I do try to. Soon. What's that? If, if I was indeed wrong, I do try to. And I get what she's saying about, you know, 
the giving up because, like I said, I came from in the middle of two tough sisters. Yeah. And sometimes you don't want to. And women do have, you know, historically, they they will be very soft. They don't want to be offensive. So, you know, I'm I'm sorry, but can I tell you this? I'm sorry, but, you know, so there is a lot right. of that. Women don't want to be offensive. We don't want to be too assertive. We don't want to, you know, so there is a lot of that. And I think a lot and of women... And they're quite frankly sick of it. And now's the time to stop saying I don't know if they're sorry, sick so. of it. Right. I think maybe they are trying to, to just be... Uh, a little bit more strong, yeah, unapologetically. Which was going strong. back to what I initially said was because guys don't nor that guys don't just walk around saying sorry. You're saying as a no. husband you will, and I think Cohen does also a little right. bit. He might you know kill me for that. Right, right, right. No. But uh, also, um, our sorries don't carry as much, and maybe that's it. Maybe it's because we're more analytical. Men are more analytical, and women maybe. In connection with their emotions. I don't know. Let's talk about penises again. <laughs> we got to wrap things up, actually. Um, can I pimp something? Sure, real quick. Okay, real quick. Uh, I'm involved with the San Fernando Valley Roller Derby, which has been really fun. SFV Roller Derby, and we're having a um, really excellent fundraiser this weekend. The Rocky Horror Picture Show with a live cast, encouraging costumes. Um, for people to come and bring them, there's going to be little gift bags with the all toilet right. paper and the rice and you know the toast and all that stuff. It is at the lot, which is our skating rink at twelve nine zero zero Bradley Avenue in Silmar, and it's Saturday this Saturday at eight p.m. You can go to sfvrollerderby.com. You can look up SFV Roller Derby on Facebook to get all of the details, and um, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'll put that in the liner notes, uh, Jenny. Where are we going to see you anytime soon? Uh, at the last two weekends of the Southern California Renaissance Pleasure Fair, Jack yeah. Dagger, who's sadly no longer with us today. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. Throw spears at him. Yeah, I did. Uh, and of course, you can see me uh, this weekend at the Southern California Renaissance Fair and all the other weekends coming up, including the last two where Jenny and Jack will be there. Well, this was great to get back on the air again. We're going to try to make this a more regular thing. We apologize to our fans and friends of the podcast. Uh, we're been, sorry. We're sorry that we take these long breaks. We're but very sorry. We get busy with other stuff and uh, this has to be put on hold, but we're good, happy to be back. So uh, keep listening. Keep uh, supporting the show through the PayPal link and the Amazon link. Give us a five-star review over the iTunes store. If you have constructive, constructive criticism, you can uh, drop it down over at the Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash The Brian Howard Show. On behalf of Linda Wasserman and the unkillable Jennifer Lynn, this is Brian Howard saying cheers, everybody. So long, farewell to your complicated life. Your flesh, my blood, taken back.